Welcome back to Audience, a Castos original experience. Broadcasting from the center of your audio universe, where the most creative podcasters find their home at castos.com. Press play right here in your podcast player every week. It's like a cheat sheet for marketing, monetizing, and growing your podcast. So good, you'll want to share castos.com slash audience with your closest friends. Okay, Audience starts now. It's the start of the new year, and you're excited to get that new podcast launched into the world. There's just one problem lingering in the back of your mind. Okay, maybe many problems, but you already host two other podcasts. How are you going to stay sane through all of this should you have even launched this podcast to begin with? Was there something you could have done differently on your existing shows or podcasts? Maybe the weight of New Year's resolutions has you reconsidering your podcast goals. If any of this sounds like what's going on in your head, because it's always happening in mine, this episode is for you. One quick ask, go check out 3clipspodcast.com. We have a new host and shows, and it's awesome if I do say so myself. All right, we're going to dive right into today's episode with me and Craig giving you a little podcast reset. Craig, welcome back to the Audience Podcast. Matt, I am super happy to be here, and and everyone listening, please don't turn this off because this is not me spouting about some new feature we have or business we've acquired or something like that. We are just talking podcasting today and have a super interesting topic that we're going to dive into. So yeah, excited to be here. Thanks. That's why I was like, oh, Craig, welcome back to Audience Podcast. Because <laughs> <Another laughs> I knew I wasn't get I wasn't getting the shot. Dad, can I get the toy? Can I buy the toy today? <laughs> no. Oh, I got, Craig came to me with an idea to talk about something on the podcast, which we're about to dive into. But I was like, oh, we're, who are we buying? What feature are we shipping? Nope, not today. That's okay. We're going to talk about um, long-term podcasting, how things are different these days. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I think that just for reference, I mean, I think, you know, Matt and I've been podcasting for similar amounts of time. Matt, you probably a little longer, me about six years. So 263 episodes we recorded yesterday of my original podcast called Rogue Startups. Another hundred and something or other of this, Matt. I have another podcast that was before this that was about 30 episodes that, that Castos did. And I have another podcast I'm running that's about a year and a half in, so about 75 episodes. And how about you, Matt? Like, when, when did you start? Do you remember? Ten years ago. Yeah, was my personal podcast, and I don't, I never really kept count of the uh, episodes. Uh, so I don't know how many four hundred something episodes there. Handful of other podcasts, a local podcast, another WordPress based podcast. So hundreds of hundreds of episodes, and yeah, I mean, not only have I hopefully have improved as a as a podcaster, as a content creator, as an entertainer, as an educator. Right, they're all all these different podcasts that I do sort of fill a different version of me and a different audience segment of of my audience but yeah doing it for a while lots has lots have changed both personally and in the in the podcasting space what's the first thing that comes to your mind of like what's changed when you sit back besides having to walk to school when you were that age right yeah i mean it's it's a long time right 10 years six i mean i I say six but i like there's just this anchor of time i think so it might be seven at this point just a long time. And, and I think that this applies not just in podcasting, but in, in business and as a spouse and as a parent and, and as just as a human being and, and kind of whatever your, your hobby or your profession is. Like, we all have probably been doing a lot of these things for a long time. How do you stay fresh? How do you continue to innovate and, and have the desire to innovate and to really push, like push the edge in, in your craft, whatever it is? And I have some ideas and some things that, that I do. 
and I'm sure you do too, but just kind of want to chat through this as a, frankly, as a problem, you know, because the reason this came up is I was chatting with a friend and a colleague peer in, in the space that, that a lot of you listening to the show know, and they were saying, we wanted to build this tool and we built it and nobody wanted it. And it was my idea. And then we've built these other things that customers are asking for. And I think that's crazy. That'll never work. That's not useful. And they love it. And so this person was saying that they feel a bit out of touch with kind of what's going on in the space. And I think that's really easy to do. The longer you've been doing something is I started off like this and I'm just going to keep doing it like this. And that's a dangerous trap to get. And I think that's probably why a lot of new shows pass up older ones, because we just get stuck in our ways. And before long, we're the old stodgy people sitting in the corner of the of the cafe, you know, complaining about the loud kids in the yard. So, so just talking about how we cannot do that, I think, is the is the spirit for the episode. I'll start with one of the things that I do, and uh, we'll, we'll try to take it with uh, small bite-sized chunks of tips and tricks that we that we might implement. We'll bounce back and forth off one another. I'll go with one tip, and then you can go with yours. For me, it's constantly evaluating and changing the show format of my podcast, of one of many podcasts, right? But my, the one that I personally do, and maybe even listeners to the audience podcast can start to see the format shift, even in this podcast a little bit, because I think it's important. It's something that we always talk about too. How do we get more listeners? How do we get more downloads, et cetera? And show format for me is something that changes it up for the listener so that competition is coming into the market all the time in every facet of whatever you do, business, art, doesn't matter and attention especially, can be pulled in many different directions. So if you can reevaluate the format of your show to switch things up to make make it interesting for you as the creator, first and foremost, like serve yourself first to a degree and then serve the audience. But when things are getting stagnant, yeah, that was my thing for staying focused, staying fresh, is change the format, shift the format, rinse and repeat for yourself and and your audience so that it's not just me talking to a microphone with somebody else all the time in the same way over and over again. Yeah. And I think you touched on something really important is it's it's for you and your audience. Uh, a lot of folks, I think, are very selfless and saying, hey, this is for my audience. I want to serve my audience. And you can only do the best job of that if you yourself are energized to go out and create the best content and continue to innovate and, and be kind of empowered and, and refreshed by, by what you're doing as a creator. Because it's it's hard. It's hard to talk into that microphone every week for, for years on end if you yourself are not really jazzed by it. So I think don't be afraid to you know give yourself a spa day and really like taking care of your show. Yeah. The thing that that I go to first is pay attention to your competition and don't be scared of them. I think that a lot of us as creators have insecurities. Maybe I'm just speaking for myself. A lot of insecurities are other shows that are similar to ours. And the times when I have made the most of that and made a positive experience out of, of having competitors is when I look at them and I'm able to be objective about like, you know what, that's really, that's really pretty cool. Like kudos to them for doing this thing or having a format like that. I'm not going to rip it off, right? I'm not going to do the same thing they did, but what inspiration can I take away from that, that I can kind of put into my own words and language and style and implement into my show. So kind of take what your competition is doing, distill it down into the essence of what you really like, and, you know, take that and do something with it for your, for your show and your brand. Another thing that I've done, again, back to the self-care part of podcasting, is certainly looking at content production, podcast production, whatever, 
in the form of, of seasons and being intentional in those seasons and taking a break. When I first started for, I don't know, five years straight, it was just record, ship it, record, ship it <laughs> every week, you know, for whatever years on end. And back then, back in the podcasting world back then, it was like this. And, and when Netflix was sort of like at that t- same time, it was just funny, like the parallels. Uh, so Netflix is also growing at that time. And the whole world is like, this is so much better than traditional media. Like, I don't have to wait for the season to, you know, to air. And then I don't have to wait like two years to see the show again. And that's why I love Netflix. Just give it all to me and I can download it. And then as a creator, like, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> then you're creating the content and you're like, Oh God, this is a lot of work. I, at some point, I need a break. And then you realize, oh, I guess traditional media was kind of right. <laughs> they needed to do a season in order to get whatever, 10 or 12 episodes done because it's a massive production. And then they have to ramp up and do it all over again, promote it, market it, all the stuff that executives and, and big studios might do. And then you start to realize, oh, this is why seasons exist, because it can't be this thing that is nonstop. And I started to implement that in my shows. And we do what we do here at, at Castles is sometimes we'll do reruns or whatever. We'll have a, a break. And with three clips, we're having an intentional break in between the month to do reruns, to do recaps, and then maybe reset with a new host or something like that. But having those breaks built in to the calendar, very important. And it resets, resets the expectation of the listener, right? They know stories coming to an end. Hopefully you've rounded off whatever story you were going after. And the listener knows, break time, I can't wait for the next season to begin. So seasons, that's how I like to break things up for myself. And you touched on it, Matt, but I think the key there is let the audience know that it's a season, that you're not just ghosting them for the month of March, but in the last episode or last two episodes, just drop something in at the end and say, hey, we're going to be taking the month March off. I'm going to have some R&R. We're going to reset the show. We'll be back in April 1st with a new a new season. And, and then they're they're excited about it, right? When it comes back uh, and it's not a negative thing, it's, it's actually a really positive thing. You know, my, my next one, and this is a, this is a really broad statement, but it can apply a lot of different ways is let the audience guide what you do. And we say this a lot when we're getting started is like, who's your audience? What do you want to talk about? How are you going to connect with them? How are you going to market this? Like, where are you connecting with them already? But then once you get into it, I think some of the best slight pivots and iterations I've had in my shows is when we get a lot of audience feedback and perspective on on our content. And that lets us know, hey, do more of this or do less of that, right? And, and, you, and this can be anywhere from, you know, a Slack or a Discord group or a Facebook group to people emailing you to reviews and Apple podcasts and places like that to your analytics and your cast of dashboard, right? It, all of that should be kind of data points to say more of this, less of that. Because, you, you know, we, we touched on earlier, like this is a show for you, but but really you're you're hopefully serving like your audience here. And, and they are the ones that are going to tell you what the right answer is. And I think a lot of us, especially the longer we podcast, think we know what the right answer is. But really, it should be almost entirely driven by by like audience participation, feedback and, and kind of dialogue, which is hard in podcasting format, but super important. Something that touches on that. Oh, man, I know you and I did an episode. Uh, We'll see if we can get into the show notes where it was probably like right when Clubhouse came out, when we were talking about social audio and like all these things that were, you know, happening. And obviously, as a podcaster, like I love it because one, we can be more creative, I think, and we can edit and we record and we can archive podcasts. And that's why I truly love it. But to piggyback off of what you were saying is getting feedback to stay 
fresh or top of mind with your with your audience and just see how other people are doing it is to dip into those areas of other content creation. I now, because over the holidays, I bought myself a pair of Apple AirPod Pros. I will be doing a little bit more Twitter spacing. Is that what the kids say? <laughs> Twitter spaces, because it's just, I, I just, I disliked it for the mere fact that it's just not a podcast. I couldn't record it, couldn't archive it. And I just didn't like it. I don't like things just disappearing. Some people do. And then I also just didn't like holding up my phone. And I don't want to buy a lot of extra equipment. I already have a ton of equipment. <laughs> I don't need to get more to do Twitter spaces. And the AirPods really kind of work really well for that environment. So now I'll do it a little bit more. But since I've been doing a lot more, I've been exposed to a lot of new ways that people host Twitter spaces, what the audience wants from a Twitter space. And you can ju- you just get, you know, if you're looking at, at it from the lens of a creator and you're really observing, which is what I do a lot of, uh, that's why I consume a lot of YouTube and Twitter spaces, again, a lot of podcasts, is to see how they're doing it. How are the people reacting to those moments? And can I bring that same essence into the podcast? What can I learn and what can I do in recorded audio format, you know, from those lessons. And uh, Twitter Spaces, I think, uh, maybe Clubhouse, I don't spend any time there, but Twitter Spaces, certainly, I think there's, I think that'll be the one that that lives and survives. They already have a recording function, but uh, you can learn a lot from dipping your toe into. I know some people who are into TikTok, I'm not. <laughs> uh, I refuse to install the app on my phone, not for any other reason other than I just don't want to be distracted. But uh, yeah, dip your toe into other means of creating content for me. You said something that I I want to lean into on a like an idealistic standpoint, uh, and it's not something that I do really well, but but I I do try. Is is like you said, look at the cool kids or look at the young kids, and what they're doing. And I think it's really important, right? Look at the new shows. Look at what you know, just the the younger people than you are doing, because a lot of times they have what the next step is going to be. What they have. They adopted TikTok early on, and they know the power and how to leverage a platform like that to to build and connect with an audience. And I think, you know, Matt, I'm 41. I'm not as cool as I used to be, but I'm still pretty cool, I hope. But like, I definitely look at what what younger people in our company and in our you know space are doing, and I say, ooh, like I could I could pull that off, or maybe I can't, and and that's cool. But like, I, I try to be very aware of just what the next generation is doing. At a professor in college who was always like dressed super cool and like really young looking and he was an older person and he said like I dress like this so I can act like the next generation and I think just even things like that like what you wear and that kind of computer and gear you have can put you in that right mindset to, to kind of stay hip with the new things um, it, it's not superficial I don't think to just do some of those surface level things to put yourself in the right mindset to to adopt new technologies and methodologies and stuff as they come if you're somebody like me and you have, or even Craig, and you have a ton of podcasts <laughs> or, or you're working on a podcast, I mean, it's the start of the new year. We, we all want you to be successful with your show, but let's say you're starting a new podcast, but you've hosted a podcast for hundreds, thousands of episodes up until this point. I've just killed off shows. You know what? I'm done. Creatively done. <laughs> I, you know, I'm going to put it under the table. I was doing one. The pandemic had a, a bit of a a lot of, of an impact on it. But I had started one, like, start of the pandemic. If, name doesn't matter. But I started it, and I started building the email list and all this stuff. And then I was like, no time, don't care, world's burning. <laughs> I'm done. And I knew I wasn't even going to go back to it. I had so many other podcasts going. 
that uh, I, I didn't need it. It was just a thing, and I was chasing that shiny object. And it's okay to end. Again, I say it, it's my it's my art. It's okay to end that art, and it's kind of cool to be like, hey, here's six episodes preserved on the internet, you know, in MP3 format uh, on my website or uploaded somewhere on your Castos account that you can download and look back in time and say that was a cool thing, but it ended. Just like your favorite music artist, just like your favorite TV show that ended, and you're like, God, I wish I could have more of it. But that's kind of the beauty in it is you're never going to get it again. And you can only relive those other moments. So kill off a show if it's not making it happen for you anymore. Nothing wrong with it. 100%. 100%. And I think that every show ends, right? And that's just something to kind of give yourself that grace is that every show ends. I'm going to add one more. And this is this is just a really general is everyone asks, Craig, what is the most kind of common thread? What is the most common thread of really successful podcasts that you see are on the platform? And it is community, right? And so this is not necessarily a tip of keeping fresh and everything, but it is by far the most common trait among successful podcasts that I know of both personally and on the platform is they have some kind of other thing associated with the podcast. So they have a Facebook group or discord or Twitter, Twitter following or Slack group or something like that. It just, it makes everything else that we're talking about so much easier. And so I guess like if you haven't done that, take the rest of what Matt and I are saying and start some kind of place to connect with your audience in a really direct way. Cause it just makes, it makes the rest of the podcast. The podcast is only like a small part of this, right? And, and some other way to engage with your audience is really what podcasting as a modality doesn't, doesn't offer. And so we have to fill that in somewhere else for now from a technology perspective, but, but it is a hundred percent like the thing that successful shows do in my opinion. My last item Again, kind of piggybacking off of that idea, because once you have that sort of platform or that mechanism connected and you're connecting with your audience and stuff like that, is use your uh, podcast as a platform for others. And I've done this with my show as well, where I I wasn't going to take a a full on like two month break, but I would reach out to somebody in the audience, people that I kind of knew and I knew that they'd be good as podcasters. They've maybe had indicated before I've had them on the show, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, hey, do you want to run with like a mini series on my podcast? Like you just publish the shows. I'll let you use my platform. I'll introduce you and you run with the shows and you put out the content that I, you know, pitch the idea to me. If it's cool, we'll do it. And I've done that, you know, a handful of times because again, it it gives somebody else some reach. It's a great way to network. It's a great way to connect. It's a great way to have content when you're not, you're not behind the wheel, behind the microphone, having to produce it uh, and create it. And that was a fantastic sort of reset, you know, again, a little bit more podcast mental health, but you take some time, people hear a new voice, there's a story arc because they're doing a mini series. And it's kind of cool. It's a fun way to connect with the audience. So that would be my last tip. If you have that community going, you have that audience connect with others, let them run the show. Sort of like what you did, Craig. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and now you're doing a much better job than I ever could. No, no. Back when I was running this show, I did an interview with Jeff Umbro uh, from Podglomerate. And so folks will we'll include a link to that episode in the show notes. But it was, I mean, literally mind blowing talking about this like feed drop and episode drop concept that that you're that you're mentioning, Matt. And, and like, we need to have Jeff back on the show because he's just 
he knows so much more than I do for sure about about this stuff. And I think it would be a really interesting kind of set of insights to to share with the audience about how to effectively cross promote shows or people within a show. I think there's just a ton there, something that we're exploring with a show is how can we have other folks share content from this episode in their podcasts. So yeah, totally agree. Hey, if you want to hear somebody who's hosting one of our other shows, Evo Terra is now the new host of Three Clips Podcast. You can find Three Clips at threeclipspodcast.com. It's that next level of audience. I'll come up with a better a t- better tagline than that. What's the next level? You end this episode, you hit finish, and then you go on to Three Clips and you really elevate your game. The first episode went out two weeks ago from the time that you hear this. How to st- uh, They interviewed How to Start a War Host fantastic fantastic podcast fantastic episode uh love it and i'm super excited to see the three clips podcast uh really explode this season it's the audience podcast castos.com slash audience if you're looking for a better podcast host you know where to find us find us at castos.com craig thanks for hanging out today awesome matt thanks